This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hey, folks, good afternoon and welcome to Enterprise Biz Bites. I'm Roshan Kanesin with... It is me, Richard Bradbury. It is now five minutes, or no, six minutes past 12. It's Wednesday, the 15th of February. And uh, Rich, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit tired today, Roshan. Uh, I'll be honest, you know, uh, late night, but not for the Valentine's Day reasons. Uh, oh, no. Somebody might be thinking <laughs> uh, backwards and forwards to the vets, unfortunately. But, you know, I'm all right. It's middle of the week, so... I'm looking forward to the roll-off towards the end of the week. How about you? I am doing well. I'm not happy to hear about uh, having to go to the vet well, a few times. You know, That's always sad to I hear. I have to get checked out every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Rich, you know what else we need to get checked out? Uh, the state of e-wallets here in Malaysia. Yes. Right? So a month ago, uh, we talked about a new e-wallet player coming into town. That was true money. Uh, and the big question there was that given that it's already so crowded here mm-hmm. in Malaysia in the cashless payment space. Does True Money really have a, a chance to gain traction here? And if so, how, right? And mm-hmm. at that time of the launch, we explored this initially with Vincent Fong, Chief Editor of FinTech News Malaysia. Uh, but today, though, we're going to dive deeper into this with Dale Kim, the Managing Director of International Business at True Money's parent company, Ascent Group. And he'll be on the line in just a little bit. But first, Rich, maybe give us some background to all of this. Yeah. Um, they, so they were finding in 2003, and, and True Money operates in uh, six countries, including Vietnam, Cambodia, Myanmar, and Indonesia. And according to uh, FinTech News Malaysia, uh, True Money's e-wallet involves your standard features like QR payments, mm. uh, P2P payments, uh, prepaid and game credit top-ups, all that kind of stuff, as, as well as bill payments. However, the e-wallet was not compatible with stuff like do-it-now QR at launch. That's a big thing, right? Big thing. And at their launch here in Malaysia last month, they announced that they are now the, quote, official payment provider for all of Lotus's hypermarkets here in Malaysia. Um, but, that's, uh, but that most other competing e-wallets will still be usable at Lotus's stores, of course. I think this was the interesting point, right? Because like, what's the value here? And we talked a little bit about this with Vincent as well. Yeah. So interestingly, uh, they're part of, uh, and I might mangle this, Chowren Pokpan Group, uh, also known as a CP group. uh, And that's a Thai conglomerate uh, who took over Tesco Malaysia, uh, which is now known as Lotus, of course. Now, among other things, uh, we'll be asking Dale about the value in this uh, partnership and also when we can expect True Money to plug into Do It Now. All very important questions, Rich, right? Mm. Uh, what's happening here? That how much value do you get from Lotus, especially if other uh, other uh, e-wallet and cashless payments options are still yeah. available there? Yeah. And just to give a little bit of context before we start speaking to Dale here, I want to highlight that payments is big business here in Southeast Asia. It's a lot Asia. of money. Um, payments, rec- uh, payments recorded, I think, around just $800 billion uh, in gross transaction values in 2022. And that was according to Bain, uh, Google, Bain and Tamasic, who put out this annual report called e- uh, Economy C. Yeah. Uh, and that was, was this was based on their 2022 report. And they expect it to increase, or based on estimates, up to 2.6 times to $2.1 trillion in 2030. <laughs> That's an insane um, change. <laughs> <laughs> What's insane here is that that's if you break down the numbers, that's an expected compounded annual growth of what thirteen percent a year, mm, which is mm. nothing to trifle with. That's mm. some strong uh, growth potential there. But again, uh, economic climbing is changing, so let's see how that plays out. Yeah, um, that's it. Given that Malaysia is already such a crowded market, as we mentioned earlier. Does True Money really have a chance to gain a football here? And how? Uh, we are going to find out now with Dale Kim, the Managing Director of International Business at True Money's parent company, Ascent Group. Uh, Dale, 
Thank you so much for joining us today. Mm. Um, let's start with this, right? Tell us a little bit about the motivation of Truth Money's recent expansion to Malaysia and what your goals are for this market. All right. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, so I do have three key points to answer that question. So first, actually, this is part of our regional play as a company. With our service that started from Thailand, you know, uh, as a true money uh, in the first place, now we actually have Malaysia as a seventh country that we have added in the portfolio in the region, right? So we actually have Thailand, Cambodia, Myanmar, Vietnam, Philippines, Indonesia, and now Malaysia. And our vision uh, right now is to become one of the top of the mind regional fintech services similar to how Grab actually is aspired to be regional. And they actually are regional now, right? So that's something that we have in the mindset. All right, second, we aim to maximize the synergy with the CP Group's ecosystem. As you may know, CP Group is one of the largest conglomerates, not only in Southeast Asia per se, but actually in the world. Just to give you some sense of the magnitude, we actually achieved roughly about 96 billion US dollars of revenue as a group. And on top of our presence in Malaysia, in the agricultural and food business sector with CPF Malaysia, CP Group has bought back Tesco Lotus from Tesco back in March 2020 and have rebranded the whole service as Lotus. And given there is a solid nationwide presence of Lotus with more than 66 branches nationwide and their millions of customer base here in Malaysia, you know, it would be it, obviously it's a great starting point for us to you know, get things uh, kicked off. And last but not least, we're in Malaysia for the longer term game with patience. As long as we can win the hearts of the Malaysian people with a clear niche, distinct use case that gives benefit to have our wallet in their phone as a must have, as one of the must have wallet apps, we consider that as a great first step and a, a great win, mm. right? So that's something that we have you know, with patience. And we know right now there is a consolidation taking place in the market. And you know, it's about, it's all about survival of the fittest. Okay, Dale. Uh, now, being a uh, must-have wallet, it's a fairly tall order, especially considering that the Malaysian e-wallet space is already so competitive. We've got major players. They already have key features like e-hailing, food delivery, tolls, mm. parking, all of that kind of stuff. So how do you and True Money uh, plan to differentiate yourself uh, here in Malaysia? Yeah, so just to reemphasize the point that, you know, it's a super crowded market with more than 50 wallets in competition, you know, but right now the key differentiator for us actually is taking full ad advantage of CP Group's presence and the growing presence of CP Group itself, right? So, you know, uh, obviously Lotus, Lotus, is a, Lotus actually is the first use case that we would like to fully take advantage of. And, you know, we'll probably mention it later on, but you know, there's competition, I mean, even within Lotus, you know, among the wallets, but you know, it will take time and effort for us to integrate, you know, between the two, the two services to maximize the synergy. And there already are proven, you know, success cases in Thailand where we have integration taking place, not only for Lotus, but also for other retail outlets, the CP group. So that's something that we're trying to refer to, right? And then I think the second thing that we'd like to make sure is that, you know, um, it's basically trying to be as seamless you know, frictionless and effortless as possible in terms of the customer journey. So I also have a number of, you know, uh, e-wallets from all over the world and including Malaysia. And I, I, I must say that there are some still room for improvement across the, you know, cases where, you know, things could be more, you know, I guess, uh, simpler as well as, you know, just being more straightforward and intuitive. And that's a part where really focusing heavily in terms of the service itself. 
And, you know, again, again, we know a lot of the players actually have been competing in this space with like you know, money burning game, but that of course, to a certain measure is necessary and, 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 and also inevitable, but still at the same time, I think you know, we can figure out the answer when we try to survive in the longer run. Okay. Can you give me some um, examples of improvements that you, you'd like to see in uh, e-wallets here in Malaysia and how are true money uh, approaching this? Well, I mean, for certain use cases that people want to use, I think in terms of the layout of the first screen, for example, right? I mean, again, I see that sometimes it's just very complicated and just they're just trying to be fancy and just pretty. But, you know, our aim now is to be more just to the point, right? Just simple. And you, you, don't, you don't even have to think. Just open it and just do it is the kind of thing we're trying to do. You know, if you compare the services across the region, I think there is room for improvement that and that. And some of the services that we see as best practices, you know, for example, out of Korea, they actually do have simpler version that can really, you know, be much easier for even like elderly people to just use it without any uh, trouble. Dale, you raised some very interesting points there. And, uh, you know, a lot of super apps now or the big players in the space have payments as part of its product feature set, right? Not necessarily the main thing mm. uh, as opposed to it being the main feature. Um, so when we're talking, so are we talking here about a payments first e-wallet? Well, payments first actually is one of the concepts that we have in mind, yes. But at the same time, you know, making sure that, you know, that also addresses uh, you know, the benefit they can get from Lotus and also the ecosystem that we try to build you know, on top of the CP Group's uh, basis here. Rich, that's a particularly interesting point there, right? Because mm. uh, you would think that e-wallets have payments first in their mind, but he's got a good point there, Dale, uh, mm. that you've got, it's kind of a crowded space sometimes when you open an e-wallet. Mm. Um, up next, though, we break down True Money's partnership with Lotus's hypermarkets in Malaysia, where the value there lies, and also when we can expect True Money to plug in to do it now. We'll find out from Dale in a few minutes, but in the meantime, let us know what you think over on Twitter at uh, BFM Radio or on WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. Keep you here to Enterprise Biz Bytes on BFM 89.9. Building Future Malaysia, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hey folks, you're listening to Enterprise Biz Bytes. I'm Roshan Kanison, joined in the studio by Richard Bradbury. If you've just joined us today on Biz Bytes, given that Malaysia is already such a crowded e-wallet market, we've been exploring the rationale for True Money's entry into Malaysia. And helping us with this conversation is Dale Kim, the Managing Director of International Business at True Money's parent company, Ascend Group. Dale, thanks for sticking with us here on the line. So we were earlier talking about this, right? True mm. Money is the official payments provider for all of Lotus's hypermarkets here in Malaysia. But the thing is, most competing e-wallets will still be able to be used at these stores. So then, what's the strategy or the value add with this quote-unquote official payment partnership? Okay, so, you know, we don't see this as a zero-sum game, right? And basically, our strategy right now is to never compete directly against the players who are already in that ecosystem, right? First of all, the most important benefit, you know, is the customer benefit, right? And that our benefit. So we want to make sure that customers don't have trouble, you know, uh, using their service within Lotus. And also, at the same time, Lotus does not have trouble serving their customers, right, in their needs. So we just have to acknowledge that we are right now starting from zero base, and, you know, although we're now the official payment provider per se, actually that does give us extra benefit to access the resource that can be shared within Lotus, right? Compared to the competitors. And obviously that's an, that's an advantage that we can still 
you know, try to anticipate going forward. And at the same time, we need to make sure that we also meet Lotus's uh, standards as, as well as expectations to work better and, and larger in the future, right? So again, the access within the group level, you know, uh, capital and resources is the first benefit that we're trying to take advantage of. And ultimately, I think, you know, down the road, if we can maximize customer loyalty benefit with more integration between Lotus and True Money would be beneficial. And that's exactly what we're doing actually in uh, Thailand, especially starting with 7-Eleven and uh, Thailand. Because again, if you look at the way Thailand True Money succeeded, it all started with integration with 7-Eleven uh, there. And we're trying to replicate that success in different uh, retail outlets that we have within the group, which actually is Lotus. And also there are other you know brands that we have throughout the region. Okay, so fair enough. Um, are we then going to see uh, a reward system like how you know Grab has its own point system that encourages people to spend on their platform uh, and, and use their ecosystem? Yeah, we are hoping to actually achieve that more. So we can, especially when people use our service within CP ecosystem, you know, there's, there's obviously going to be more benefit of using us than other you know, competitor services. That's what we're aiming for. And at the same time, we embrace competition. So, Dil, maybe, you know, Malaysia is your seventh market, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about the successes in other countries or how you've performed in other markets to give us a bit of context here. I think, you know, first of all, because we've been in the market for quite some time across a number of other you know, countries, I think being a first mover in many cases actually does give, you know, easier access to the customers in terms of acquiring them, right? So I think that's the first thing. So, you know, addressing the pain points and the unmet demand, of the customer segments actually were the first point. Like for example, you know, like in, in Thailand, you know, the, the way we grew with the 7-Eleven case actually was, was you know, addressing the, the the pain point of the game players, right? Especially those in younger demographics. And we were the first, you know, top of the mind resolution when it comes to, you know, uh, their their game, you know, demand. And that's the, the kind of you know, effort we're trying to do at the moment. So again, to some measure, we need to burn money. We need to actually do promotions to attract customers, but it's only to some measure, not just trying to kill ourselves. It's all about trying to make sure that we do more in-depth, you know, assessment of Malaysian customer segments. And we believe, you know, there still are relatively more segments, whether it's going to be urban or rural or even the demographics or by occupation or by social demographics. You know, there are many things we have to look into. And as I mentioned at the beginning, it's like, uh, you know, we need to make sure that we have a clear niche that can have a distinction so people have reason to download and install and use it, use, our, use us on their phone. Now, it does seem like customer acquisition and retention in that e-wallet space has come down to things like rewards, such as cashbacks, uh, promotions, and other stuff. And as you mentioned, uh, True Money is also looking at this to acquire customers. But do you have any other plans uh, to do this? Well, particularly similar to some of the answers that I've already given, you know, loyalty is the first top of the mind, uh, you know, I guess, weapon for us to compete and survive. But on top of that, the, the whole customer experience of our app is something that we really heavily focus on. I mean, we have to admit, you know, the, the, the current app that we have at the moment is, is more like a prototype to really tap into, you know, how people react to our app itself. But, you know, not only for Malaysia per se, but for the whole regional, we actually do have a drive to make our app one of the best you know, app in terms of the experience itself. Like I said, you know, our, the, our keyword to focus on is the effortless, frictionless, and seamless, and just straightforward. Like just no-brainer app, right? So that's interesting, right? So the app is still in its beta form. 
So when are we going to see the full-fledged uh, version of the app then? Well, again, you know, like I said, I think it really also uh, boils down into our timeline that we have with Lotus to have integration done in place, right? So we do have a plan to complete the integration throughout, throughout the year. And, you know, extend also there are additional services that we have in the pipeline to add, you know, especially in terms of the cross-border remittance to serve the, uh, the customers who are either migrant workers and working in Malaysia, also even the Malaysians themselves, you know, who have need to send up, you know, send out money to their friends and families, you know, abroad. Right? And then also uh, other, other additional, you know, services we have in mind, such as like lending also is something down the road in the next couple of years. Now, Dale, moving on to another uh, point here. I know that True Money had it not integrated with Do It Now at launch, mm-hmm. and that gives merchants access to uh, gives uh, players access to a million merchants. Basically, won't this make it even more difficult to grow in Malaysia, considering that Do It Now has helped make the e-wallet space less fragmented for merchants? Yes, and we are fully aware of the Do It Now QR use case and also how you know how big it is. Because, I mean, you, you see that also in a number of other countries as well, including Thailand, right? So the answer right now is we have the plan to integrate with now QR this year, but not yet. It's actually established. So we're, we're working on it. You know, our, our, our team is working on you know, trying to have that rolled out in the next couple of months, mm. the pipeline. So you just mentioned kind of, um, you know, apart from this partnership with Lotus, is, is True Money working on other partnerships and collaborations in Malaysia then uh, to support this expansion? And um, if so, I know you probably won't be able to name these <laughs> potential partners, but, uh, you know, maybe just kind of give us an idea of the kind of partner that you are indeed looking at. Yes. Uh, so although, as you have mentioned, I cannot disclose the names of the partners in this interview per se, but, you know, we have, you know, prioritized focus in the partners in FMB segment, lifestyle segment, and e-commerce, and et cetera. So these are the areas you will probably see, you know, us rolling out with some partnerships announced, you know, to the users and the customers in Malaysia. And, you know, obviously, we want to make sure that we want the local Malaysian people to enjoy the convenience and benefit of, you know, using our service both online and offline. And, you know, these three uh, categories are the ones that you probably will see us more. So are we talking about big name partnerships or merchant acquisition? Both. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, short and sweet, I guess. Um, So aside from the Do It Now uh, and uh, the uh, entering Do It Now and the fleshing out the app further, Dale, does True Money have anything else in store or in the pipeline this year? Yeah, so clearly Do It Now and, you know, cross-border remittance is something that we aim to roll out within this year. And, you know, uh, we are also making sure that the the timeline actually is kept. And uh, on top of that, we want to make sure that we have the best app in place in the market for comp- competition. So although we may not be the biggest yet or even one of the ones that are quite noticeable yet, but you know, we want to make sure that we have a perfectly seamless, frictionless and effortless app that can appeal to the customers. And making sure that the integration between Lotus and uh, True Money is fully well established is what we have as a homework. So just before we take a break, Dale, um, are there any other uh, CP group assets here in Malaysia at present that True Money could tap into? Well, right now we have a CPF Malaysia, right? And they, it's more like a B2B and B2B2C, you know, uh, segment serving some of the, I guess, you know, small and medium-sized 
uh, entrepreneurs in that agricultural and also food business, right? So that's something we potentially look into. And you know, we, although we have not initiated any effort yet, we already have that actively uh, you know, implemented in countries like Vietnam, for example. So we work very closely with uh, CPF uh, Vietnam uh, to actually serve the needs of the you know aqua feed and agri feed you know um, farmers. And these are some of the things we also think could be quite interesting in Malaysia market because I don't think they're as as well served as other consumers in the urban areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dale, as Rich mentioned, we're going into a few messages, so we're going to ask you to hold on the line for a bit. Up next, the journey ahead for True Money will be anything but easy. So what kind of buy-in do they have from the key stakeholders to see this through? We find out from Dale in a few minutes. In the meantime, let us know what you think over on Twitter at BFM Radio or on WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. Keep it here to Enterprise Biz Bites on BFM 89.9. Business Filled Minds, BFM 89.9. Good afternoon, folks. You're listening to Enterprise Biz Bites with me, Roshan Connison, and Richard Bradbury. If you've just joined us today on Biz Bites, we've been speaking to Dale Kim, the Managing Director of International Business at True Money's parent company, Ascent Group. And essentially, we've been asking about the unicorn's rationale for entering uh, Malaysia, given how crowded and saturated the e-wallet space <laughs> is. To say the least. To say the least. Um, Dale, thank you so much for sticking with us on the line here. Um so on this note, right, um, we've, talked, we've talked about your plans here, why you've come here. But a lot of times, especially during uncertain economic, economic climates, especially the one we're going through right now, where funding's getting a bit more expensive. Mm. When we talk about spending money on growth, you really do need some kind of alignment with the people above, like key shareholders and top management. What kind of buy-in do you have from your bosses and key shareholders in terms of their commitment to seeing this through? Because this isn't going to be an easy journey, even if you're in it for the long term. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're in this market because, because you know, there's a reason for us to believe it. And that, 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 that reason itself actually is the commitment that we have been given from the top management and the owner family of the group conglomerate itself, right? So there is a commitment for us to build a proper, you know, uh, CP group ecosystem in Malaysia, specific, specifically similar to other countries that we have in, across the region. And that means we're not giving up. As I mentioned several times in the interview, this is a long-term game. It's a survival of the fittest. We have to learn how to survive. Although we may be small at the moment, you know, the market will evolve. It's already consolidating. We see a number of players actually failing and now just vanishing. But we will not die. We're going to survive. And there's commitment not only in terms of the resource and the money, but again, it's not going to be like money, money burning game, just like some other guys already have done. That's not the path we want to take. But again, you know, when we have the proper effort with long, long-term patience, we believe there is a way for us to win. And when, when there is a will, there is a way. And just as you see in some other industries, as an example, for example, you know, like if you look at the 20th century for electronics, it was all Japanese, you know, brands like Sony, Toshiba, Panasonic. They were the incumbents and they were the dominating, you know, companies in the world. But now. The landscape has changed. You see Korean and Chinese, you know, brands that are just, you know, dominating the, the whole space. And mm. that can always happen when you have the commitment and belief in yourself. So that, I think that's something that we would we want to emphasize. Okay, Dale. Um, and I know you probably can't give us specifics, <laughs> but what kind of timeline or, or KPIs have you been given? Yeah, so again, you know, I cannot share that specific KPI per se, but, you know, <laughs> we do have that service launch 
milestone, right? We have officially launched the wallet you know, this uh, this January with Lotus. So that's one achievement already done. Now it's all about trying to acquire customers, trying to use the to grow the user base. But then, you know, we have the uh, we have the uh, cross border payment, which is another important use case for us to push uh, to be uh, to be obtained in terms of the license and also in, in, and also launching it. And that's something that we have more more of a milestone KPI rather than just trying to have some numbers quickly filled in with a short term. It's not the short term focus that we have it. Dale, I know uh, you're running out of time on your end, so maybe we can wrap up with this last question. Um, when we look at the overall game plan here, could it be that True Money's entry into Malaysia is a foretelling of uh, other expansion by CP Group, uh, essentially using this as an entry point? I think potentially we can actually, you know, try to expand into other group, you know, uh, efforts. Because again, now on top of the uh, CPF Malaysia and also uh, Lotus and also now True Money in the in, in the market, there are plenty of other brands that can actually be uh, be considered for the market, right? So again, I cannot share which which are going to be here in the in the future, but you know that's of course you know in consideration, given that Malaysia is also one of the key markets markets in the Southeast Asia region. Dale, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate mm. it. Uh, and good luck with the expansion in Malaysia. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dale Kim, the Managing Director of International Business at True Money's parent company, Ascent Group. And if you missed any part of the conversation, you can catch that on the podcast, uh, on podcast on our website at bfm.my or download the BFM app and that should be available in about an hour or so. Um, I was yeah. going to ask you just before we wrap up, how many mm. e-wallets are you currently using right now? Okay, so my primary is, and again, ladies and gentlemen, this is not an endorsement. I'm not, you know, like, um, I use Grab primarily. Right. Um, and then I use TNG e-wallet because of the parking situation and tolls. Yeah. Um, and recently I added Settle because um, I didn't like rewards cards and I wanted an app to do it. It's been quite interesting. So it does seem like there is a space for mm. um, niche e-wallets, mm. but you you really got to have like a really strong pull, right, to get mm. people to download. And that's something Dale mentioned earlier mm. as well. I'm pretty much using the same. Uh, but we did have a tweet, right? Mm. Yes. Um, sorry, I missed the cue there, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so we had uh, Divin Vasudevan tweet us. And uh, his tweet is, each payment wallet is so similar and there really is no differentiation. But it's great for consumers uh, because of the promos. Mm. Then again, maybe it'll be like the credit card market where banks and credit cards uh, keep coming out with new cards and consumers keep having choices and benefits. Uh, interesting point there. But I think the the curious thing about all this is a lot of times the e-wallets, um, there's a bit of a question mark about whether they're uh, cash flow positive, whether they're making money, right? Whether it's still a loss-making endeavor. And in fact, Dale said it earlier as well, expansion requires a burning money theme. Mm. I don't know how much patience or how much venture capital can keep funding that. Mm. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm using enough as it is. And the only reason that I go back to these wallets is simply because I'm, I'm earning points from them. Yeah. You know, and you're right, though, but it's such a difficult market to be in. But when you're coming in so strong and Dale seems extremely confident, you know, so it seems like uh, it seems like the overall tenor of that interview was we know where mm. we're coming in. Mm. We know it's going to be tough, but mm. we are going to play the long game. We have, we're going to be patient and we're going to hopefully do what the Koreans did and run the Japanese out of the electronics business. And so we'll see. We'll see about um, that, yeah. And the other thing was rewards points are so important, Rich. Yeah. I think most people will use something because of the rewards points. Grab seems to have the edge there. But recently, I think it was a week or two ago, 
uh, TNG now has this partnership with Faith, which means now you can start collecting rewards there as well. So let's see whether that dichotomy is a little bit, uh, whether there's a bit more pressure there. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, and if you want to learn more about, uh, well, unicorns entering Malaysia, we, like I mentioned, spoke to Vincent Fong of Fintech News Malaysia about a month ago about not just True Money's entry into Malaysia, but another Indonesian unicorn entering the country called Zendit. You can find that on uh, the BFM app or the website. The title is Two Unicorns Enter Malaysia, but do we need more cashless payments options? Right now, we're going into the 1pm news bulletin in a bit. And then after that, we've got the Breakfast Grill replay. This morning, Robert Kotoshevsky, Managing Director of ba- uh, Barry uh, Kalibau, was uh, in Malaysia. Uh, Barry Kalibau is the world's largest chocolate manufacturer and has more than 600, um, uh, 600 employees at their Malaysian site. Keith Kam spoke to him and tried to get the delicious details of the chocolate business, including whether the pandemic impacted chocolate consumption and if it is possible to make good quality chocolate that is both ethical and affordable. Catch the conversation after the 1pm news bulletin. I'm Roshan Kanesan with Richard Bradbury in the studio and this has been Enterprise Biz Bites on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.